This is the Living Out podcast where queer thought leadership meets personal growth and social justice. I'm your host, Darren Steele, and I help gay men as a leadership coach use their difference to make a difference, to lead others in creating a more humane world. I'm the founder of Think Queerly, a publication on Medium, the editor of the GayGuideNetwork.com. And today I want to hopefully be brief, but you know, I've said that before on the podcast and then sometimes I go on for 30 minutes. (laughs) I was thinking about leadership, living out leadership, and I've used this term in episodes before. And I have a small group that I'm working with on Facebook. And I guess I have to be honest and say, not so much that I was stuck, but something was missing. So I'm calling this the many paths of living out leadership. And the paths, as a word, as an idea, came to me because a core approach or philosophy to what's grounding a lot of my ideas lately, what's literally metaphorically being the enriched, vibrant soil that's helping these ideas grow forth, is really Taoism. And the Tao Te Ching in particular. And I mention that because I'm going to talk about spirituality in a moment. Now, I made a note to myself that uh, this is something I have to teach and write about because I have a voice in my head that's telling me, who the fuck are you, Darren, to teach these concepts? Have you ever felt that way? You're like, you're doing something, you're doing something you're passionate about, something that you really love. Maybe you're in a position of leadership or teaching or coaching um, or, or something like that. And you think, who the hell am I? What do I know? There's this other person I know who does this so much better. And that's not true at all. That's just the ego looking outside of itself, thinking of a way to make an excuse for me not to do this work, this work that will require work of me and, and thoughts and just like anything we do to lead ourselves on a personal level and personal growth and personal evolution. So when I say leadership, I always come back to the idea of like personal leadership, not exactly leading a team in a corporate environment, but certainly the more we work on ourselves, the better we can lead others. And of course, near and dear to my heart is working with gay men or inspiring others within the broader LGBTQ spectrum. So the truth is, for me, that I am living and experiencing all these things that I'm talking about and talking through and working through and sharing with you on the podcast. And every client that I work with, every single new session that I have with existing or new clients, I learn something new. I put something new into play. It makes me a more evolved leader. It makes me see more, hear more, and be open to more. It helps me to be more compassionate, more empathetic, 
And when I catch myself going off the rails or off track, I realize I'm not listening. And in not listening, my ego is is coming up for whatever reason. I need to be heard. I want to express something. And that's just an awareness, a recognition that the strength of my opinions and convictions are rooted in my ego. And things that I'm trying to teach around the ego it keep me in the mode of teaching. And I'm smiling as I say that because I was listening to Ram Das talking about this very idea this morning um, in that he he was saying something along the lines of you know here he is being a spiritual teacher and Ram Das is like a, you know a a well known guru in the in the realm of of meditation and and like non religious spirituality and all of that look him up you'll figure it out but with what he knows on an intellectual level about spirit and spirituality and mindfulness and letting go and non attachment and how to live in the moment, he knows all that. Yet he's attached to this teaching. And it makes me realize this is what I do. I'm a teacher. I'm bridging into the knowing. And through knowing, I'm being more all of those characteristics. So I know this sounds like it's all about me today, and it is kind of all about me today, but I'm just giving you a window into my thinking, because this is probably podcast mm, 77 or thereabouts, and you know, the halfway mark in the Living Out podcast, there were some significant changes that moved me along the path of personal leadership for gay men. And this idea I have that very much is working with the foundations of the distinct gay male gifts as discussed by Raymond Rigoglioso in his book, Gay Men and the New Way Forward. And he teaches in his coaching programs, Gay Men of Wisdom. And I look at his observations and his teachings, his summaries in that book is, is a foundation. And, but how can I take more of that and put it into action? So, you know, read the news. We're living in troubled times, right? And so many of us feel compelled to do something. I certainly do. That's in part why I'm doing this podcast. I want to affect change. But do you feel powerless? Do you maybe feel disconnected? Or do you feel unsure of of how you as one person could actually change the world for the better? So I've been working since about February 2018 on this idea of living out. And I first called the program Living Out the Best of Who You Are. And I had come up with a bunch of ideas and it didn't quite gel. And then I discovered Gay Men and the New Way Forward, the book by Rigo Glioso. And I, I saw the immediate connection. I saw that I was on the something, but that somebody had really done this groundbreaking work, but that prompted me to do the podcast. And the podcast has given me a lot of freedom to speak out loud and to share my ideas in a teaching format 
through either my own or client experiences or things I'm observing in the world. So very experiential, very real-time, very connected. And then earlier this year, LOL, Living Out Leadership, I had the idea and I put everything together. And so many ideas were coming together and everything was making sense. And I had, you know, categories and I was breaking things down. And here's all the things that I could teach and I could talk about. Something was still missing. And I think it was like that spark that's going to like help, help the, the wood actually catch the flame and, and, and burn bright. Like that energy, that fuel, that would be the reason for wanting to live out in, in this manner in which I'm sharing and describing with you. And by living out leadership, I mean for gay men, for lesbians, for trans people, for any other way one describes themselves, but to live out in this open, non-combative way where we become leaders by using our difference to make a difference. And people see it. At first, they may be uncomfortable. Some people are going to be accepting. Some people are going to be in the middle and neutral. Some people are going to be very much against it. But sometimes compassion comes from witnessing, seeing things over and over again. And what was missing, I think, was an idea. And it is a single word that describes that idea. And I've struggled with this word for very much of my adult life since probably about 15 or 16. And that word is spirituality. And I've, I think I've pretty much come to terms with it now, and I've made peace with what that word means to me, and more importantly, how I can teach what I want to share with you through that foundational concept of what spirituality means and how that can connect you with me. So spirituality for me is not about religion. Spirituality is about going inward, understanding who we are, understanding more about the nature of consciousness, that we are all connected and that Everything is energy. We know this from Einstein and science. And, you know, you walk down the street and you see someone who's angry. And you can see that not only from their posture, but have you ever felt it? They haven't said anything to you. You just feel it. And conversely, when somebody is really joyous, absolutely happy, or if you've ever been to a meditation retreat or met somebody who is so peaceful. You feel this harmony, and harmony is harmonics, which is a vibration and energy through sound waves. So we are all affected by each other. So this is what spirituality in this sense means to me. And spirituality in a sense of understanding my place, my connection to everything that is, to humanity, to the world, to the universe. And those terms work for me, those terms that may come out of something like Taoism, which isn't a religion, which isn't a practice, which isn't a creed. It's a way of understanding the 
world in these metaphorical abstract terms because we don't have the language to express that which we do not understand. So that little spark went off in me this morning and helped me realize that there are many paths that make up the way. Now that's a play on words because the way is a path that Tao Te Ching is the way, the way of the Tao. The Tao is all that is that cannot be described. But you could think of a, a tree trunk and all of the branches, or you could think of a tree trunk and all of the roots lead to supporting the body of the tree. All of the individual paths that intersect and, and, and come into the main path. Now, I've talked about many of these individual paths over various podcasts, but I sort of want to summarize briefly and bring them all here. And I'm just sharing this with you now as, I suppose, my need to explain and teach through the process while I'm determining what this all means for me. So the first one... And I think there might be an order to these things. So I'm going to give you the names of all of them in the order that I have them in now. But I completely understand that every individual is on their own path. And the intersections of different paths may appear at different times. So the various paths at this time of writing, at this time of sharing with you, that I have that make up the way are forgiveness, self-compassion, empathy, witnessing, life purpose, and awareness. As I was writing these out, I thought it was interesting because uh, sort of summer to fall of last year, I uh, came up with a name for a a coaching structure that I call the ADD method, assess, dream, design. Very generic, the sort of work I could do with any client or a group of people who wanted to get clear on where they've come from, what problems or struggles they've been facing, how to clean all that up, how to get clear on what's happening in their life right now and where they're giving a lot of attention to and where they're not giving a lot of attention to, and then to jump into the future figure out their mission, their purpose, and then from there go into their values, assigning their core values, and then connect it to values, setting goals, and then looking at the the macro and the micro um, tasks and things we do in our day, in our week, in our month, so that we can stay focused and productive on working on what we want to achieve. Nearly every single one of these paths exist in my ADD method, but this is more of a spiritual path, in a sense, that leads us to how can we live out the best of who we are as gay men or as the other? How can we use our difference to make a difference? So the first one, forgiveness. In my episode where I talk about can gay men forgive homophobia. I talk about how 
we have to forgive ourselves first. If you grew up through adolescence in the closet and knew you were different or knew you were gay, you would have been bombarded by cultural, religious, familial um, information that would have said, you're wrong. And you would have grown up thinking on a pathological level that there was something wrong with you until you started to develop your own intelligence, emotional intelligence, where you could question that and you could challenge that. But having not known any better, there would be aspects of shame, aspects of pain, aspects of hurt, that over years you may or may not deal with. So for me, I had this awakening in in the early fall of last year when I literally realized I hadn't forgiven myself for my own transgressions, for believing I was wrong. And it wasn't my fault. It was what I was taught. And even though I didn't believe I was wrong anymore as a gay man, I didn't realize that that part of my experience was something I was still holding on to that brought up things like defensiveness or quickness to anger at at people or at events or situations. And literally, within the awareness of realizing I needed to forgive myself, I'm not kidding. It's like... It's not to say I haven't had my defensive moments or or, or blown my temper uh, since then, but a whole different way of looking at all of that. So there was an immense amount of letting go of emotional attachments to my adolescence that I had completely forgotten about. So it's amazing what we can hold on to you know, in day-to-day life when people are thinking about, well, this person did this against me, but what are you holding on to that you don't realize that you're holding on to? So you're not ignorant of past emotional baggage and attachments. It's just that maybe you suffered through them for so long, and maybe it's 10, 20, or 30 years or more on that you've forgotten, but you haven't completely released it. So the next path is self-compassion. Christian Neff, I think, wrote a book by the same title, and she's an expert in this area, and that's accepting yourself as wholly, completely complete and human without any internal or external judgment. You simply are enough. And that can be easier said than done. And self-compassion... If you're challenged by it, if you're constantly criticizing yourself when you say things aloud or when you are thinking inside of your head, that's a practice like anything. It can be changed. It just takes time, but it takes first the awareness. And I think self-compassion is what allows us to be or to have empathy, to experience empathy. If you can't be self-compassionate, I think your empathy is going to be, not that you won't have it, it might be very limited, or it'll be more difficult to ride 
the wave of empathy for a longer period of time. And empathy is just experiencing the truth of others in their humanity. To literally, you know, walk a mile in their shoes, to use the cliche, and and feel what they're feeling. Not to try and make them feel better, but to feel connected to them, to share in what they're feeling, and to acknowledge what they are feeling as their own and not yours. I'm so sorry that you are feeling this way. It must be very difficult for you to have to deal with this. Would you like to talk about it? That's empathy. And when I forgave myself, my level of empathy, I think, doubled. It, it, it was just astounding to me, the, the change that I witnessed. And speaking of witnessing, I think witness follows here. Because when we've forgiven ourselves, when we have more self-compassion, when we can experience and ride the wave of empathy, then I think we're able to have more neutrality. And witnessing is neutrally observing us. Others, sure, but us. Seeing the truth and the fragility of your own ego for its identification with external things and possessions and separateness. Me versus them. Mine versus theirs. Assumptions. Presumptions. And witnessing is just, oh, isn't that interesting? I got angry at that. Isn't that interesting? The more we witness, that allows us to later on decide how we want to reframe, how we want to edit, how we act, what what kind of actions we can take proactively, how we can set ourselves up for changing behaviors and such. I'm not sure about the next one, life purpose. Not that I'm not sure about my life purpose. I've done an entire podcast on how to discover your life purpose, and I've, I've shared that in that episode, and that's also on the, uh, the About page on my website. But what do you feel compelled to do out of all that you are, which is the joyful expression of your true nature? I think it might be connected in this path. Sure, you could have a life path before, or sorry, a life path before going through forgiveness, self-compassion, empathy, and witnessing. But imagine when you freed up all of these egotistical attachments or challenging emotions that are related to holding on to a past transgression, uh, being negative about you and your own behaviors, uh, not being able to feel for the situation others are experiencing, uh, not being able to neutrally observe. Well, on the other side of that, once you can do all those things with ease and be more aware of when you're falling off the rails, so to speak, imagine the kind of connection you would feel to I'm not saying this is greater than, but something so much more purposeful. And by purposeful, I mean to the benefit 
of humanity. This is the thing that's been happening with me, this this growth with respect to how can I, not just on my own, but by helping others and engendering improved ways of critical thinking and how we feel such that we can engage in more empathetic dialogue, such that we can help people come along with us for the ride, so to speak, as opposed to trying to push, which creates a tension and a pushback. Because we're seeing everything about push. We're seeing the extreme ends of um, the negative side, the toxic side of masculinity and ownership and fear of loss and possession and withholding. And the only way to change that, I believe, is to start at this basic human level of how we connect with each other. And that leads to awareness. And awareness, in the sense I'm going to describe it here, is the state of being in which you recognize and honor all the things that you are becoming more of a master at wholly experiencing forgiveness, self-compassion, empathy, witnessing, and life purpose. And you assume personal responsibility to take part in evolutionary leadership. And that's the path to inspire others to follow, to walk alongside to grow and evolve in this process of connecting each other more so in humanity instead of this ever-increasing or apparently ever-increasing separateness between one human and another, between male and female, between other sexual or gender-wise and this status quo binary. And in this way, like I already said, no one is pushed, no one is coerced, no one is forced to change. When we demonstrate a contentment, an awareness of who we are on our path, on the way, Others are going to see that. They might not understand it right away, but they'll see it. And that's an invitation for them to say maybe, oh, there's nothing wrong with this person. Why was I fighting them? Why didn't I support them? That's my hope. I hope this has given you something to think about. And I hope for myself that... I'm able to bring what I've shared with you here into a greater teaching moment to help all of us move along. And that's possible right now, actually. You can engage with me, leave me a comment on your um, podcast media player, leave me a five-star rating on iTunes, or find out about the many benefits of becoming a member to living out by going over to the website darrensteel.com slash membership 
and where you can actually get involved in this kind of a discussion and join the path of living out.